How old were you when you started the, the business? I was 19. Really, because of social media, mm-hmm. it grew and I had over a thousand followers in a few months and it was just word of mouth and people sharing and yeah, the power of social media, I really saw work within wow. Flair. Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we discuss how to wisely manage your resources, your influence, and on today's episode, your new business. Yeah, that's right. You're starting a business because anyone can start a business, can't they, Grant? They sure can. Yeah. And we have Jordan, who is a stewardship employee, but also a business owner. Hi, Jordan. Hi. Uh, you guys, Jordan is my sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have known Jordan for a very long time. Some of my very first memories was when she was three years old and I was dating her sister. I would bring coloring book pages. Mm. Mostly Sleeping Beauty, because that was my favorite, Disney. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. we would color together. Yep. Nice. And now she's a grown woman, married to an amazing man named Connor, uh, serving at her church, working here at Stewardship, but also a business owner. A business yeah. owner. Mm-hmm. So, Jordan, what business do you own? What's it called? I own Fleur. Okay. Fleur Phoenix, PHX. Okay. Um, it is a flower company. Okay. How did it start? Why did it start? I mean, really, what is Fleur? So it started back in May of 2020 Okay, during the pandemic, during quarantine. Hmm. My sister Joy was getting married and the wedding was supposed to be in Montana, but due to COVID, it could not be in Montana. Hmm. So literally 12 days before the wedding, totally changed plans, decided to have it in our mom's backyard and all the flower shops in Arizona were closed oh. or super expensive. Oh. And so she said, Jordan, can you do my flowers for my wedding? I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. <laughs> I had a little bit of experience in high school working for a florist. And the only flower shop open was Trader Joe's. And so I just ordered a bunch of flowers from Trader Joe's. Like the grocery store? The grocery store. Okay. Everywhere else was closed. Got it. And ordered a bunch of white roses and eucalyptus. And as I was preparing to do her wedding, about a week before... I was texting Connor, who's now my husband. He was my boyfriend at the time, literally at 3 a.m. And I was like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I think I'm going down the right path, but I want to do something that's like out of my comfort zone, but I'm scared. And I was like, I'm doing Joy's wedding. Flowers could be cool. Should I own a flower company? And literally texted him out of this at 3 a.m. And he is such a dreamer. He always pushes me Mm. to be out of my comfort zone. And I'm not that type of person. And he's like, yes, you should do it. And I was like, I don't know what the name would be. And he's like, flirt. It's the French word for flower. And I was like, oh, I like that. But I don't know. I'm 19. This is crazy. We're also in a pandemic. No <laughs> one's starting businesses right now. Anyways, I after a lot of texting and eventually a phone call, I drew up a logo on my iPad with Procreate that night. And decided that I'm going to have a flower business. Didn't really know what it would turn into, what it would look like. Um, And then the next morning, I told my mom, I said, I'm going to start a flower business. She's like, okay. And then I told Grant, because I knew that Grant owned many businesses, and he could help me get it started. And then Joy's Wedding was like my first thing in the flower industry. And then a week later, so this was May 1st, on May 2nd, I launched the business, had my... uh, had my website designed by Connor. I posted on Instagram, kind of started getting the word out there. And then the week later, on May May 9th, was Mother's Day. 
and Mother's Day is the biggest day of the year for flowers. Yeah. And I said, if yeah. I want to get this going, I have to do this. So for Mother's Day, I made and delivered 90 bouquets. Whoa. So you went one. from starting something for a wedding out of just nowhere, Trader yes. Joe's, getting all the paperwork, everything, website, and now it's Mother's Day and you delivered 90 of them. Yes. It was a seven-hour day of driving. A wow. friend came with me, went yep. all over the area, Phoenix, uh, I got Gilbert. Some my wife. Yes, you did. Yep. Drove all over. And from there was when the word got out. I had business cards. Um, like my Instagram on it, my website. And from there is when the word got out. 90 people got flowers. So that's 90 people plus that were impacted by it. And then from there, I just got inquiries about doing weddings and birthdays, anniversary bouquets, deliveries, things like that. And now here we are almost two years later. I actually did a wedding last night. I have a few other events this week. And yeah, last May I did an event every single weekend. And it's just, it varies, but yeah, I love it. And it's grown to be what it is. I never really had like any expectation of I'm going to do this many weddings this each month. So like no number goals no, or anything like that. It was just, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And really because of social media, it grew and I had over a thousand followers in a few months and it was just word of mouth and people sharing and yeah, the power of social media. I really saw work within wow. Flair. Okay. So I've, this is a really, really fun story and I have a few questions even though I was there with like part of it. First, let's give context. How old were you when you started the, the business? I was 19. Okay, so 19 years old. Hear that, everybody, 19 years old and mm-hmm. all of this happened. I was about to be a junior in college. Wow. And that was kind of like our quote-unquote hook at the beginning of this podcast. Is mm-hmm. like Anyone can do this. Anyone yeah. can do this. So you're yeah. listening to Jordan, who's 19 years old. And something that I say a lot about business is that they do not fundamentally exist unless you're finding a need somewhere and you're filling it. Mm-hmm. You're serving somebody somewhere. And it was a unique timing that people needed to be served with flowers because flower shops were closed. Yep. And you decided to come to them, mm-hmm. which then created a really unique way of filling this particular need. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure there's people who are listening now. They're like, oh my goodness, like there's no way I could do that. And they have all these fears and self-doubt. Did you have a lot of that? Oh, yeah, totally. I said, mm-hmm. this is not me. I'm not just like a, like, just go and do something crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did help that it was during quarantine. I had nothing but time. So <laughs> yeah. I could drop designs and just things like that. But yeah, I was definitely fearful. I was like, I'm still in college. I thought if I were ever to start a business, it would be after college, when I have money, when I'm like on my own, like mm-hmm. established, like not literally during a pandemic when I'm 19 and still doing college. Um, And even just like, what if the legal stuff is wrong? What if I don't do the LLC correctly? What if I like fail? What if nobody buys my stuff? What like all the questions. And I just really had to go for it and not care about the failure because I have failed and I have learned from that and been better because of it. Um, But yeah, definitely, definitely had lots of fears. Okay. So Uh, A couple of things I want to hit on. You said failed and then you learned from it. I got to believe that that time when you were delivering 90 bouquets, seven hours (laughs) of driving, there was a lot of failure there and it was probably an extremely stressful day. Yes. Yeah. Uh, So so what was maybe the biggest lesson you learned from from that and how did it keep you going? Well, first of all, I think I only charged about $10 for the bouquet, Mm -hmm. which is like 
just about the price of flowers, if not less. Okay. So mm. after, I made a lot of money because I did 90 of them, but I remember telling my mom and Connor, like, I should have charged way more. That yeah. was such a long day. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I broke even. Yeah. Maybe I did, but so that was just where I was like, I didn't price it what it was worth. Yeah. I just priced, oh, I really want people to buy it, so I'm going to make them super cheap. Yeah. And it was nice because of it, 90 people bought it. If they're a little more expensive, yeah. not as many people would have bought it. But I remember regretting that so bad the night yeah. after. <laughs> yeah, which ends up being in, in business terms called a loss leader, right? Where you lose money, but then these 90 people got impacted yep. and then it spread the word, which is really cool. But more importantly, it hits home to something we've said before on this podcast, Dan, where businesses don't exist to make money. Right. Businesses exist to serve people. And as you serve people and you learn to serve people, then the money can come. Yep. Yeah. And and that's what you full on experience. Exactly. That, right. And I had a need where it was hard for me to come up with an idea of something creative to get my wife for Mother's Day. And it was that was 2020. So it would have been her second Mother's Day. And so it, it felt like a big deal. And so I wanted to get something unique that I mean, because I, I don't do flowers all that often. So flowers is unique for us. Um, <laughs> and so when when I heard about you doing flowers for Mother's Day, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's perfect. Because I couldn't find anything else mm-hmm. either. Like there was no other option. So you were able to fill these needs for lots of people. And it's it was really good timing. Yeah, for sure. And again, I think if you're listening to this podcast and you're saying to yourself, no, I can never do that. It really comes down to what you did, and that is, no, there's a need out here, and I can serve people, mm-hmm. and, and I know I can serve people. You didn't go to, like, a flower school or anything. You nope. just worked for a little <laughs> bit, and you're, you're creative. And I can attest, knowing you, that doing something like this and starting the business, it caught almost everybody in the family by surprise because you're so meticulous and organized with mm-hmm. stuff that you have plans for everything. And to do something like that on a whim was like, whoa. Like, we weren't surprised that she would do that because you are a, just a high-capacity, really loving individual. So, obviously, you're going to succeed in anything that you do. But to do it that quick was like, wow, this is yeah. this is awesome. So, even if it feels out of character, yeah, like, it's okay. Yep. So, what was the biggest thing, you think, that helped you overcome some of these fears and the self-doubt that, that came to you as you were going through the process? Was it... Uh, something that you did or heard or people or what was it that helped you overcome that fear that you you had? I think people because okay. in my head, I'm like, people are just going to go to the grocery store when they want a bouquet for their wife for Mother's Day. Like, why why go through a local person that they might know, they might not know, especially if mine might not even look much different. It might look the same, but um, I was like, why do people go to me, through me? Mm. But I think... Just the support of people on social media, friends, family, just encouraging me like, wow, I love this. Like people even told me like your bouquets are so unique. They're not cheesy. They're not like they're just so unique and elegant. And so I think just the encouragement and the words of affirmation I received from my work and even weddings, like weddings are a big deal. And I always get stressed doing weddings because that's such a high pressure day. Mm -hmm. And what if something goes wrong? What if they don't like it? But I think just the feedback I've gotten of you made exactly what I was envisioning, like this was perfect and I love it, it was just like reason enough to keep going. Yeah. So when you're communicating with, like, let's say you serve somebody, like you said, you serve Joy, mm-hmm. right? your, your sister. Um, when you're serving somebody, asking them questions about the way that you're, you're filling that need can help give the affirmation. Mm-hmm. Like if you have fears about something, just ask the people that might be 
an ideal customer that might be a customer. Would you buy this? If so, why? Mm -hmm. Why would you buy this instead of going to the store, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's, that's really cool. Just asking those questions helps overcome that fear. Well, not only do we want to share this awesome story with you guys listening and, and hopefully inspire you all that if you're thinking about starting a business, if you have a need, uh, we want to also give you tactical details of exactly what you can do to start the business, right? Because it's easy, Jordan. It, it yeah. wasn't didn't take a whole bunch of um, big, complicated steps, and we'll walk people through that. And we're going to start walking people through that with this uh, one-minute money tip. It's in less than a minute. I tell you how to start an LLC. Dan, would you hit him with the one-minute money tip? Oh, you've got an idea to start a business, but you have no idea how to start an LLC. This is tough. It's confusing, and it might be something that's preventing you from moving forward. But I'm here to tell you, you can do this. You guys, I own lots of different businesses. As a matter of fact, every time I have an idea that I think might turn into a business, I open an LLC. I've got tons of LLCs. They're super easy to do, and I never used an attorney ever to open one. So here's the step. You go to the Arizona Corporation Commission website. From there, you're gonna click on a button that goes through the process of filling out the LLC forms. It's all online and it's super simple. One of the first steps in those forms is to make sure the name of the company you want is available. If it is, you move forward to filling out the rest of the forms. And if you have questions on any of it, you can literally click the question next to the form field and it'll tell you what you need to know so you can fill it out confidently. You don't necessarily need an attorney. You can do this. If you've got an idea, start your business today. All right, so we are going to get into some of these specifics and ins and outs of starting a business, Jordan, because you went through that. Um, legal paperwork. Yep, all the legal stuff, the banking, LLCs, how to set up banking. Accounting, mm -hmm. marketing. Make, yep, make sure all that stuff squared away. We'll, we'll give those steps, um, but first, I would love to hear about what it's like owning a business. What, what does owning a business provide for you that's different than like just working at a florist or uh, you know, what kind of impact are you able to have because you own a business? Um, a big one is freedom. Like mm. I get to schedule when I work with Fleur. And like yeah. if someone asks, hey, can you do my wedding on February 11th? I can look at my calendar and say, oh, sorry, I'm actually out of town. I can't do that. Like here's another florist you can maybe have do your wedding. Yeah. But it's also like I get to work whenever I want. I can create if I want to do a promo one weekend of a sale and just make a bunch of bouquets, I can post about it on Instagram and say, hey, 20% off. Like, yeah. I can just make it work with my schedule. And being in college, recently getting married, it's just been really nice. Like, I was able to take off the whole month of October because I got married in October. You took the month off? Did you do flowers for your own wedding? No, I did not. Ah, that's so smart. Did a little yeah. bit, but I it was that would have been way too stressful. <laughs> I bet, yeah. Yeah. But, but it sounds like freedom not only in schedule, but you also just mentioned um, I'm going to do like a sale and do mm -hmm. some. There's a little bit of freedom even in, in income. Yep. So you can choose when you want to try to ha have more income. Yep. Because like, okay, you're, like, so you're a college student. Mm -hmm. uh, you're in your last semester. Yep. Um, you are employed here at Stewardship as the social media manager. Mm -hmm. And you also have Fleur and you're running that. So my guess is if you and Connor look at each other like, you know what would be nice right now? A little extra income. Okay, let's do something with Fleur. Like, yep. That's a pretty cool yeah. amount of freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people who would love that. That's neat. Yeah. And even Valentine's Day is coming up. Oh, yeah. I'm like, cool. What can I do 
would be nice to have more money. How can I just cultivate that to make it income for me, but also fun and what people want? And Valentine's Day, it's a huge flower day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, income, like I know the spring is going to be pretty busy with weddings and Mother's Day. But the summer is often pretty dead. So mm. it's kind of nice. I have like a busy season and then right mm. after it is often a very slow season. Um, so, yeah, freedom with income, freedom with how to make that income um, and even just creative freedom. I get to have my own style. I get to design it. Obviously, if someone's having a wedding, they say their colors are orange and green. Cool. I'm not going to mm. give you purple flowers. But <laughs> like within that, I have my own style and way of creating it and they obviously know that because they've seen what I've made. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's fun. Like, yeah. it's really fun. It's just fun to create. And I love flowers. I love the look of them, the smell. And there's so many different types of flowers, so it never gets boring. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would totally agree with the part about business ownership that you not only just have the freedom to, yeah, this is when I'm going to work and here's some busy seasons that I can create for, for myself. But just the creativity to be able to do it your own way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm arrogant enough to think that my way is always the right way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I looked at the finance industry and I'm honestly not super passionate about finances, but I thought to myself, nah, I could do that better. Mm-hmm. Right? Or I, I, I want to do it in, in a different way. There's a lot of really great florists out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really great finance companies out there. But there is no other floor. Yep. There is no other stewardship. Mm-hmm. And that's fun and that's unique. And I think that's really cool and great about capitalism that you have all these neat options that you can try to connect with best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's also why some people buy flowers from you because they just connect with you, um, which is pretty cool too. Yeah. yeah. And Dan, it's more business ownership is more than just like, okay, what, what does it provide? What does it feel like with freedom and all these things? But you're finding a need and you're filling it, which mm-hmm. means you're making an impact. Yeah. Uh, so, Jordan, what impact do you feel like you have made on real people in our community to this point? Um, I think even just back to the COVID times, like you were saying, not many people saw each other. Not many people saw their yeah. families. They couldn't go see their mom down the street. But they didn't even want to go to the grocery store. But they could order a flower, a bouquet from me. And know that I could deliver it to their mom and say, hey, mom, thinking about you, love you, miss you. Mm-hmm. And their mom would see it. Their mom would text their daughter and then follow me on Instagram. Like, it's just, it's crazy how that's how it works. And yeah. I think just an impact with, like, I price it reasonably because I want people to be able to have me for their wedding. Also, while I make an income, but also just not overpriced because wedding industry is crazy and mm, they yeah. overprice for so many things. And I want it to be reasonable for college-age students, people getting married. And yeah, so I think it's also different than just buying red roses from a grocery store. I think I make it my own. I make it elegant and like simple, but intricate. And I think that it's different than any other florist and people want to give to other people, feel loved by other people. And like, this is one way to do that. Yeah. You, what you're doing is yes, finding a need and filling it, but business is a vehicle mm-hmm. to make a real impact on real people. And you're doing it through a bouquet or a flower. Somebody wants to tell somebody, I love you. I care about you. I'm thinking of you. Mm-hmm. Those are really important things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's, that's important for, yeah. for somebody to hear those words, mm-hmm. to know that truth. And that can be done through flowers, mm-hmm. which means it can be done through your 
business, which is just beautiful that in this cap, you know, compassionate capitalist society, Mm -hmm. you can make that big of an impact on Mm -hmm. on people. You're not in the business of arranging flowers. You're in the business of helping people express their love for one another, which is really cool. Beautiful. Okay. So we've talked about the story of how Fleur got started. We're trying to inspire other people to do the thing. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about the impact that it can make and what your life could look like as a business owner. But Dan, it's still kind of scary. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even if I had a great idea for a business, I wouldn't know what to do with it tonight at 3 (laughs) a.m. Yeah. So the the three things I want to walk people through are the legal paperwork, the LLC stuff, the banking and accounting thing. That's that's number two. And the third one is like how to get business marketing. Okay. So do you remember what the LLC process was like? We just had the LLC one minute money tip played, but from your perspective, what was step one, the legal paperwork like? I remember texting you. You came over to my parents' house mm-hmm. and gave me a website to go to. I think I just filled out what the name of my business is and Fleur was already taken. So I added PHX for Phoenix to mm-hmm. make it my own title. Um, and then put in my name, put in some addresses, paid, I think like $85 mm-hmm. and bought the domain for my website. And I think, I feel like that was it. That Yeah. Like the, that was it. Please <laughs> say that again, Jordan. That was it. That was it. It's that easy, you guys. Yeah. And what she's talking about is literally... Uh, three separate processes in one. So if you go to the Arizona Corporation Commission website, mm-hmm. the first thing you have to do is reserve a name mm-hmm. or at least look to see if the name exists or not. Um, and then once you know that the name does not exist or you have already reserved the name, then you officially file to open an LLC. And the Arizona Corporation Commission does such a great job of making this easy through their e-court process that it's just, I think, four or five... Uh, pages of of forms, but those forms have anywhere from two to 10 questions on each page. Mm -hmm. Super simple, can be done in like five minutes. And if you have any questions about any of those form fields that you have to fill out on the website, there's literally one of those question boxes that you can hover over or click on it. And it gives you the answer to any potential questions you might have about what to put in that box. Mm -hmm. It's super easy. And then you pay all online. Like you said, you can, I think the real cost is like 35 bucks and you pay an additional 50 for like expedited fee to make sure it gets done quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So almost everybody does that. But I mean, 85 bucks, a couple of minutes, and that's the LLC. And then you mentioned, oh, I buy my domain. Like that's super easy to do too. You don't have to be a tech guru. You can Mm -hmm. just literally Google buy a domain. You can go to GoDaddy. You can go to... uh, If you're listening to a podcast, you've heard of Squarespace. Yeah, Squarespace. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You can go to Squarespace and build your website on that and buy the domain through all of that. It, they make it so easy now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the legalities of the paperwork stuff, really, really easy. Yep. Now, there is one other step that's kind of important, and that is um, at some point when, when you get enough income through the business, you mm-hmm. want to make sure that you have what's called an EIN. It's like the business social security yep. number. Yep. Uh, also very easy. You just go to the IRS website, and if you Google – IRS EIN, there's going to be all these other companies that will come up first because they rank better than the IRS website. (laughs) But make sure that whatever website you're on is the irs.gov website, same type of deal. You answer a few questions, you fill out a few forms, and then boom, you're given a social security number for your business, Mm -hmm. an EIN. And that's what allows you to get to step two, which is have a bank account and make sure you're doing the right things with accounting. Now, Jordan, you're super creative. 
Do you know like a whole bunch of things about the maths and the accountings? Not at all. Okay. <laughs> so uh, when it comes down to this, what did you do? Did you open a separate bank account? Did you put it all in one? What'd you do? Yeah, I opened a separate bank account with okay. Bank of America. Okay. How was that process? Very simple. Okay. Very, very simple. Um, and then I just got my own debit card through that. Okay. And so whenever I go to a wholesale market, I use that to pay for anything. Okay. And then when I get paid from people, it goes to that bank account. It's super simple. Yeah. And back to the EIN, like even with wholesale markets for flowers, with my EIN number, I get the flowers at whole price. Oh, wholesale cool. price. Wow. So like that was something that I needed in order to get that very significant discount. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So it sounds to me that whatever you did to open your bank account probably wasn't a whole lot more crazy than opening a bank account for a personal name. Dan, have you opened a bank account personal name? I have. And did it sound any more confusing than what Jordan just did? No. You probably just give him your address and yep. maybe your name yep. and ID. Yep. And they Stuff do, like that. They do look up, hey, do you have the EIN? So mm-hmm. they're going to ask for that. They do look up on the Arizona Corporation Commission, is this LLC official? Um, sure. But that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's really it. And then you can have a bank account. And that simple tactic that you just gave, Jordan, is a big deal. It's a really big deal. Having a bank account where you're separating the finances yep. makes things way easier Yes. come time for accounting and taxes. Now, do you have like a CPA that files like taxes for you? Yeah. Okay. And what do you do whenever you file your taxes? What do you, what do you have to provide to them? Basically just... What I made in the year, any, like, uh, what's the word? Your expenses. Yep, expenses. Yep, that's what I was looking for. And then you can just check all of that through the bank account, mm-hmm. right? Everything yeah. that you swiped the card for was an expense, and everything that came in as a positive was likely income. Mm-hmm. And then you give all of that information to an accountant. There you go. Yep. And for those of you who are like, oh, I don't use an accountant now. I don't know if I could do it. If you're currently doing your taxes on your own through, like, an Intuit or a, a Quicken or something like that, all of those are going to make it easy for you to file your taxes as a business owner too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, They're going to ask you questions like, did you start a business this year? Yes. And if you click yes, then a whole bunch of other fields open up, such as how much money did you make? What were your expenses? And if you have separated bank accounts from your personal and your business, super smart move, Jordan. That makes things way easier. Mm-hmm. So you don't have an accounting degree. Nope. But you did it. And mm-hmm. it's, it's very, very, very simple and easy. So step one, Dan, for starting a business, got to get the legal stuff going, mm-hmm. the LLC, which really easy to do, Arizona Corporation Commission, right? Yeah. Got to have some banking and accounting stuff set up. Basically, just get the bank account, mm-hmm. keep mm-hmm. things separate. Also very easy. Banks want your money. So if you go to them <laughs> and say, hey, I want to start a business bank account, they're going to ask you questions and walk you through what you need to do to do that. Step three, though, is getting business. How did you do that? How did, how did you end up having 90 deliveries just a few (laughs) days essentially later. Mm -hmm. I made a website with Squarespace. My boyfriend at the time, now husband, built it, and it was super simple. And then from there, you can have a shop, and people can pay through there. Um, And then social media, like that's literally the main thing. You did start with one customer, with with Joy. With Joy. Yes, true, Joy. (laughs) That was helpful. Yes, very helpful. And then with social media, I just posted some pictures, said, hey, this is my new business, and some friends shared it, tagged people, reposted, and then with the Mother's Day bouquets, became word of mouth. It spread because I had my business card in there, my social media, and then people would follow, and then people would follow along, and I was also consistent with social media. Mm. I posted making a bouquet today, or 
like eventually I did pop-ups at coffee shop. I said, hey, come see me at this nice. coffee shop. I did that mythical. And then people would see that I was at coffee shops. They could buy my bouquets or they would just go to mythical getting a coffee and then see that my flowers were there. And it just snowballed from there. So you got to give people a place to buy the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You ended up doing it on the website. Yep. Uh, do you know anything about coding? No. Does Connor? <laughs> a little bit. Did you have to do any coding to make a website in Squarespace? No. You do not? No. Dan, you've listened to enough podcasts and YouTube things to hear the Squarespace ads. That <laughs> yeah. No code <laughs> required, right? Yeah. No. Nope. You pick a theme. You upload pictures, you drag and drop. If you can use Microsoft Word, you can build a website on Squarespace. Yep. And you were able to then connect it with the shop, which Mm -hmm. then connected with your bank account so that anytime people bought a thing, it automatically went into that bank account, right? Yep, exactly. Super easy. And they just take you through the steps. Mm -hmm. So you got to give people a place to buy. And then you said you posted on social media. I think one thing that you said, and me and Dan were both like, ah, you said you posted consistently. Yeah. yeah. That's important, right? Yep. Uh, and that's what we try to do at Stewardship as well, where where we are adding value for free to people who are following us yep. uh, through things like this, a podcast, a blog, a video. We just want to serve and love people uh, with this information. And eventually, if they come to a place where they need home loans, insurance, or investments, maybe they'll use us because we did our best loving them for free through this social media platform or whatever it is, right? Yeah. And, and social- at the beginning, were you like boosting posts and using all the secret social media behind the scenes stuff? No. You were just posting posts. Yep. And then people were just sharing it on yeah. on their own. Yeah. Yeah. And that speaks to, again, what we repeat a lot. You find it and you fill it. If mm-hmm. you serve people really well, um, they're going to want to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to want to buy from you because they appreciated how you serve them, that they will want to reciprocate and serve you by telling others about you. Yeah. yeah. And one thing that is extremely important that I think people sometimes miss whenever they're starting a business is ask for referrals. Yeah. You just got done baking some flowers for somebody. Hey, uh, would you mind telling other people about this? Mm -hmm. Or would you mind posting and tagging me on social media, please? Mm -hmm. That's it. And then mm-hmm. it grows. It, it's it's that simple. Just yeah. a simple ask. Um, and, and that's important. You don't have to be a marketing guru. You just have to be consistent. And if you serve people well and ask them to tell others about it, you'd be surprised how, how quick it can grow. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow, Jordan, uh, I think that this was a really, really cool episode. Uh, mostly because you inspired us. <laughs> you were 19 years old when you did this. Yeah. And you don't have to be scared about the legal stuff, the banking, the accounting. Did you have lots of fears? Yes. Of course. And you That's over- okay. Yeah, and you, 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 you got over all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said yourself, it kind of felt out of your quote-unquote character. Yeah. But you stepped up and you did it, and I'm super proud of you, and it's been so fun to watch how this thing has taken off. Thank you. Um, we need more people like you yeah. who are willing to take an idea and do something with it because also you're making the world better by being a compassionate capitalist. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what we talk about on the podcast. Yeah. Make the world better. You guys follow Jordan on social media. You can follow at Fleur PHX. Mm-hmm. That's F-L-E-U-R-P-H-X on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, I think, like she said, Valentine's Day is coming up, Mother's Day and yeah. things. Yeah. Feel free to reach out and see what she's got going on. And make sure you stay tuned to all of our other stewardship content. If you liked this one about starting businesses, we're going to be talking more and more about this. Subscribe to the podcast. 
subscribe to the YouTube channel because we've got mm -hmm. some videos going on there as well. Yeah. All right. We will talk to you again in a few weeks.